Thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you for these young people, Lord, who stood up here and sang together. Lord, excited. Lord, I thank you for their heart. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. Lord, I pray that you would be with us this evening. Lord, what a blessing it's been to be able to be in your house this morning and tonight. And Lord, the fellowship, the singing. Lord, I thank you for the services that we've had so far. Lord, I do pray that you've been honored and glorified in it. I pray that you've been pleased. Lord, as we walk out the doors tonight, I pray that it would be, once again, our prayer. Lord, our, our desire that we would praise you. Lord, that we would look to you. Lord, that we would long to spend more time with you. And Lord, that we would desire, Lord, that you have your will and way in each of our lives. Lord, tonight as we come to a couple of verses, Lord, in the book of Proverbs, I pray that you would help us tonight as we focus on those statements that are made in this verse, verse number 26. Lord, that it would be my prayer and that it would be our prayer as a church family. And Lord, as a body of believers tonight, that Lord, we would give you our heart. Lord, I pray that you would guide us and direct us in all things. I pray that you would be with our juniors, Lord, as we spend some time in prayer here in just a few moments for them. Lord, I pray that you would just meet with them this week at camp. Lord, as we set aside the distractions, Lord, as we set aside all of the many things that we do in our day-to-day busy schedules, Lord, for just a week, and focus on the Word of God being preached on a Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and transitioning into an entire five days of Monday through Friday of preaching. Lord, I pray that you would work in each of our hearts. Lord, I pray that you'd guide us and direct us, be with the families, Lord, that are represented tonight. I pray that you would meet with us in a special way, and we'll thank you for it. Lord, I do pray that you would be with myself as I preach. Lord, empty me of self. Lord, forgive me of any sin within my life, Lord, and I pray that you would fill me with your spirit as I preach your word. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. I pray that you would help us to take it to heart, take it seriously, and apply it, and we'll thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 23 one more time. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. It goes on to say, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. As you transition from verse 23 on down, you begin to see that it continues to build up if you would. It starts off where it's speaking some some very serious notes if you would, as it says, buy the truth. Uh, very simply, as you were to understand what it is dealing with, as you read this portion of Scripture, as you get in and dig a little bit more, it's, it's very simply dealing with giving way, giving very much attention to, buy it, don't, don't sell it out, don't not take it seriously, but give your all to this thing. You see, every single one of these young people and every single one of us represented tonight, we're going to buy into something or someone. And if you were to buy into something, buy into God's will. If you were to buy into someone, buy into the Lord Jesus Christ working and and doing a work within your life. And don't sell it, don't buy it and sell it, but not, we see wisdom, instruction and understanding. Verse number 24 continues and it says, The father of righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have a joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. And notice verse number 26, because this is where we're going to park This evening, the Bible says, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. Notice three things with me, if you would. The first thing we see is the request here. It says, My son, give me thine heart. I believe every single one of us, as you begin to pay attention to God's word, as you come to realize that you are you, as you are raising up children, you wish that they would pay as much attention to you, that they would listen to you as much as possible. And that is a request that you have. Hey, just let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me show you what I believe to be the best for your life. And as you lead them in the direction that God would have for them, you desire that ultimately that they would give their heart to the Lord. 
And one of the things that we come to realize this evening is this portion of Scripture says, My son, give me thine heart as you think about the Lord desiring the heart of every single one of us. What a request that is. You see, when God gets our heart and we say, God, I'm giving you my life, I'm giving you my heart, then he can begin to direct us. You see, the Bible says in the book of Lamentations, as you go there, and it's a sad book, but there is some light there. There is some joy that is found in the book of Lamentations. There's a key statement right in the middle of this book that says, Mine eye affecteth my what? My heart. And as you think about this statement that is being found right here in verse number 26, it says, Give me thine heart. And I believe as we continue to think about this statement right here, Give me thine heart, that when you give your heart to God, and you say, listen, I'm not going to seek after my own ways and, you know, listen to my heart. No, 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 Lord, I'm going to give you my heart and watch what you do. Lord, give me a heart for the things that you have a heart for. I believe the Lord would give us a heart for souls. I believe the, the Lord would give us a, a burden for missions. And I believe the Lord would give us a burden for people in general and, and watching the Lord work in many different ways. I'll tell you what, the Lord captured my heart concerning young people a long time ago. The Lord captured my heart for serving Him a long time ago. Whenever I got saved, the Lord began to, re- began to reveal some things and do some working in my own heart and in my own life, and I began to see a different Josh Farmer than I had ever seen. You ever look at yourself in the mirror or just think about your life and that statement crosses your mind, but as it really sets in, you really are taken back and you're humbled by what God has done in your life. As you look and you say, man, I never thought I'd be who I am today. But by the grace of God, you are. You see, it was Paul who helps us understand that his life was changed. And as you go and you continue to to look at his life, Paul went and did a 180 from crucifying the church and ridiculing the church to trying to lead people to Jesus. And it's only when God gets a hold of our hearts. Can I share with you this evening that I'm praying that God not only gets the heart of our young people this week, but that he gets the heart of our church this week. What could God do in Clarksville, Tennessee? What could God do in this nation, in this world, if Gateway Baptist Church said, you know what, Lord, take my heart. Lord, take my heart. You see the request here. Not only do you see the request here, but you begin to see the reason. Notice this statement being made. My son, give me thine heart. You might be asking why. What for? For what? You know, what's the purpose in giving you my heart? As you read on, it says, and let thine eyes observe my ways. As you begin to think about Oftentimes, whenever you give your heart uh, to something or someone, you begin to think about how your heart affects your eye and your eye affects your heart and how that all goes together. And as you think about observing the ways of the Lord, you begin to think about some things in which the Lord desires to do in our lives. As you go to the beginning of the book of Proverbs, the very first couple of chapters of the book of Proverbs begins to deal with different paths, if you would. The paths of the righteous, the paths of the wicked, you know, you begin to see some of those things. And as you begin to think about certain paths, every single one of us right this very moment as we walk through the doors of the church are on a path. Every single one of us. The question is, are you on God's path or are you on your own path? Are you on a path that is, that is righteous or are you on a path that is leading you down to destruction? And that's the question we have to ask. We have to ask ourselves and be honest with ourselves about that. As you look and it says, And let thine eyes observe my ways. When God gets your heart, it's an amazing thing. Things that when, when I surrendered to preach, when I surrendered my life to the Lord, I began to notice all of these many things that I never had paid attention to. I began to notice, you know, I'd be sitting 
in, in my seat. And I remember whenever I was first called to preach, one of the, and Brother John and I were just talking about this, but whenever you f- accept the call to preach, if the Lord calls you to preach, one of the hardest things to do is to listen to preaching without creating your own message in the midst of the preaching taking place. A passage is turned to, the preacher says, all right, take your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter number 23, and we're going to look at these verses, and all of a sudden you see, oh, I see a little message here, and you start writing your own message while the preacher, it's hard. I remember as I was called to preach, I remember telling my father-in-law that, who was at the time just my pastor, and he said, yeah, that's going to happen from time to time. You're going to be sitting there, and you're going to be having a burning within your heart because you want to, to get in the pulpit, and you're going to be, again, to observe all of these things, and you're going to see things, and you're going to make note of things, and you're going to pay attention to these things. But when you give your heart and you're all to God, all of a sudden you do truly begin to notice some things. You begin to notice that God was trying to get your attention over here, and at the time you might have been over here not paying attention, but then you gave yourself to the Lord, and all of a sudden you're paying attention to all those little things that God was trying to do in your life. It's an amazing thing to look and to see that as God desires, as he says right here in this portion of Scripture, in the Word of God, the Bible says in verse number 26, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. My stepdad is in the military. And I remember he went through some training some years ago. And one of the things that he would do during this training is he was going through a training period where they were teaching him certain twitches, if you would certain habits that people would would have whenever they were either lying or when they were trying to get out of something or when they weren't paying attention but they they made you think as though they were and so i remember i we would come home and there were certain every one of us has certain things that we may do and i remember that he would come home and he would be talking he'd be talking to us about these things and all of a sudden we wouldn't really be paying attention but we thought we had fooled him into think we were He'd say, you're not even paying me attention. What are you talking about? I'm looking at you. No, you're not paying me attention. You're not observing what I'm saying. You're just staring at me right now. You're not paying attention. He had learned our twitches, certain things, that, and he would be able to tell us when things were going in one ear and out the other, when things weren't registering. But then there came a time in our lives where I was able to apply that, and I began to realize the many times whenever God was speaking to me and things were going in my ear and out the other sitting in church services, and the preacher was preaching, and I wasn't truly observing the Lord's ways. You see, because in my mind, there were certain passages of Scripture, and there were certain messages, hey, that message is for me. No, that message is for so-and-so. And so I don't have to observe that way right now. Then I came to realize that the entire Word of God is the Bible is being preached no matter who it's for or what it's for or what's taking place. If the Bible's preached, it's for me. I began to observe the ways in a different way, and so it stopped going in one ear and out the other ear, and all of a sudden I began to take notes on everything. I began to apply these things, and I began to pay attention to these things. I remember sitting in services, and they were preaching on marriage. I wasn't married. I wasn't even close to married. But I had intentions of getting married one day. So guess what I was doing? I was taking notes on what my wife was going to be like and what I thought she was going to be like and what I needed to do and how I needed to be the best husband and all of these many things. And then there was a time whenever I knew that I was called to ministry, but I didn't know what sort of ministry. I had a burden for young people, but there might be a, a message that was being preached that was more geared towards pastors. But, hey, I knew the Lord was going to, you know, work in my life. And so, you know what? I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be a pastor. I didn't realize God was calling me to be a pastor one day until I was going into my, my second semester of my junior year. You see, I, when, when God began to really reveal that he would have for me to pastor one day, 
was whenever I was an RA in college and all of a sudden God began to shape some of those leadership skills, if you would. Some of those skills and some of those, uh, those things within my life where he began to, to mold some things and gave me a burden to pastor one day. So I remember sitting in services, not necessarily knowing, but taking notes on what a pastor should, how he should conduct himself, what he should be doing, and all these many things. And I say that to say this, when it comes to the Lord and you give your heart to God, observe not just some of his ways, all of his ways, all of them. As you observe all of the ways of God, you no longer are saying, well, that's not for me. No, no, no. If it's the Word of God, it's for you. You pay attention to these things and you glean these things. But notice with me as you see this. Notice this statement. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. I want to reveal to you the reaping, if you would. It was said in college that you reap a harvest where you place an emphasis. There are many emphases that we place in the ministries here, and there are many emphases that you place in your own families. And one of the things that you come to realize when it comes to our personal lives is those areas are where you're placing an emphasis, there's going to come a time of reaping those things. And it's not a reaping of bad things. No, it's a reaping of joy. It's a reaping of pleasant things. As you notice, notice these words that are at the end of verse number 26, my ways. It's this statement that helps us to understand, once again, as you go and you study the Word of God, that God very simply declares and helps us understand that His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so when you begin to give more attention and more heed and more diligence to His ways, then whenever something happens and you don't quite understand it, you're able to say, you know what, Lord, your ways are a little bit higher than mine, so I understand. Don't quite understand what you're doing, but Lord, it's in your hands, so I'm going to trust you. And where does it all start? Where does it all start within our lives? This statement in verse number 26, Give me thine heart. This morning I ask that you would be given. Given completely to God. You say, Lord, I want to be used. I want to to, to magnify you. I want to point people to Christ. Lord, I want to be used in ways I never thought was possible. You might have left the service this morning saying, but how do I do that? What's the first step or where can I start? Can I ask you this? Does he have your heart tonight? You know, when I begin to think about issues in life and I begin to think about trials and circumstances and things that not necessarily that we go through, but things that we bring upon ourselves. You ever felt like that before, that you brought an issue upon yourself? One of the things that I have said many times is let's get right down to the heart of the matter. What does that mean? That means let's, let's get right to it. Where's the issue? Where's it start? Where's it formed? What's going on? And as you dig all the way to the heart of the matter, all of a sudden you begin to see all the many things that speared from that right there. The same is said whenever you give your heart to God, all of a sudden God begins to take that heart He begins to point it. Kelly and I were having a conversation just the other day, and we have a heart for a lot of things. But sometimes within our lives we have to pause and we have to say, but not right now. I have a heart for this, but it's not what the Lord has for us right this very moment. But it's an amazing thing that whenever you pause and you stop for just a little while and God begins to put a burden on that heart and it magnifies, it intensifies. God puts a burning desire within your heart to see that through and God all begins to orchestrate and all of a sudden you begin to see some things opening up and then God reveals, okay, it wasn't time then, but now it's time. And I go all the way back in my life in certain instances where God was working in my heart, whether it was a special meeting whether it was a revival service, whether it was a youth conference, whether it was a youth camp, 
whether it was a personal time of devotions where God was orchestrating some things and he said, hey, just give me your heart. I remember a couple of years ago, God really got my attention and it took all I had the other night not to just break down in tears as that family was visiting with us and those, those, that family got up and sang the song. A song that means a lot to us. He knows my name. For those of you who are visiting, for those of you who haven't heard this story, a couple of years ago we were having a, a church service. And there are times in, in, in every single ministry that are pivotal moments, that are, that are life-changing moments within a ministry. And there are many of those moments along the way that you will look back to, and this summer is becoming one of those moments, if you would. What God is doing right this very moment. We were having a conversation just the other day with someone, and they were talking, and they said, we've been paying attention to what God's doing at Gateway. They don't go to Gateway. They said, we've been paying attention to what God is doing at Gateway. Again, you kind of wonder if it's just you. Are you imagining these things, or is God truly doing something? Then when someone comes up to you and says, hey, God's doing something, it's not just you, God's doing something, it takes you back. But a couple of years ago, we were having a service. And a little boy who was probably, how old was he, probably 12 years old, something like that, gets on the piano, and as he begins to just sit down, as he sits down, all of a sudden, I wish I could play the piano. I'd illustrate it for you all, but I just can't. I'd ruin this entire story if I tried. But as he begins to play the piano, he begins to play, He Knows My Name. For those of you who are in that service, you remember it. There wasn't a soul in their seat. The preaching hasn't even started yet. This was just a special. I believe it was Brother Chris who said they had pictures. Every single person that was in that auditorium that night hit the altar. And what a reminder in the midst of what God was doing that at the altar we came and as we were reminded that He knows not just my name, but He knows every single soul's name that was in that auditorium. And as those children were singing that the other night, it was a beautiful reminder because I was preaching this statement right here. God loves you. Now, I, just the other night, I preached those three words. I love you. Not I love you. You know I love you, but that's not what I was saying. I was saying God loves you. And then the, this family, not knowing what I was preaching, gets up and sings, He knows my name. And you say, what a coincidence. There's no coincidence when God's in it. Can I share with you this evening as you read these words, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. You'll never go wrong giving God all that he desires. You say, what, what do you mean? Give him your life tonight. Give him your heart. And as you give him your heart, observe all of his ways. Let thine eyes observe my ways. I play basketball on Saturday mornings. No longer. The, the, the league is going to be done. I'm given the opportunity to, to share some things and to just kind of share my heart. And occasionally I'll take Jackson and Holly. Now, Jackson and Holly are at that age where they're soaking everything in. Their second home is the church. I mean, if, if, if many of you, some of you were up here Friday. They're, they were with me on Friday. If we're up here working on stuff, they're up here. They see it all. But they're at that age where they're just soaking it all in. And just the other day, I was paying attention while I was playing. I was paying attention to my son because the, the, 
picture that I saw illustrates exactly what this passage of Scripture was saying. Let thine eyes observe my ways. Jackson wants to be just like daddy, just like every boy wants to be like his daddy, just like every young lady wants to be like their mom. And Jackson, as I was playing basketball, I look over there, and he's, he's doing this right here. I mean, he's, he's watching every single move. He's watching if I'm doing certain things. And so I walk, the game is over, one of the games are over, and so I'm walking over there, and Jackson's out on the basketball court trying to practice certain things. He's throwing the ball up against the, 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 uh, the wall and practicing and, and all these many things. And as I was sitting there, I was, I was just watching the Lord really get my attention because my son is watching every single one of my steps. There are times whenever Jackson comes to the house of God and he sees his daddy preaching. And he'll go home and he'll be a preacher. Just the other day, they were having church at home. And they're soaking everything in. But my greatest joy in life will not be if Jackson does what I have done. My greatest joy in life is if Jackson comes to an old-fashioned altar one day. He says, I want to give my heart to God. God, I don't just want to give my heart to you, Lord. I want to observe all of your ways. Lord, I want to know exactly what you have for me. Lord, I thank you for my daddy's life. And Lord, that he's been called to preach and that he's pastoring. And Lord, that you're doing something. But Lord, I want to see what you can do with my life. I believe that's the prayer of every single parent here this evening. That your children would say, God, I want to give you my heart. You know how they're going to see that? Is if their parents give them their heart. You say, I want my children to give God their heart. Then parents, tonight, can I encourage you, let's start by giving God our hearts and cultivating a heart for God through our children as they see what God can do in the life of their parents. I believe God has something special in store for our church, our ministries here, the families that are represented. But if we never get to the place where we surrender our lives, look, this isn't Josh Farmer's ministry. It's not your ministry. This is God's ministry. This isn't my church, it's not your church, it's God's church. But as God desires to do something great in and through us, we must be committed to that. So let's give our hearts to Him. This morning, as I begged of you to be given to God, this evening I'm once again asking that you would give your heart to Him. Watch what God could do. You know, I grew up on a song that was, I can't remember what year it was even put out, but the song was, Listen to Your Heart. That's the worst advice you could ever give somebody. It really is. I made some dumb decisions. The moment I gave my heart to God was one of the greatest decisions of my life. I didn't quite understand everything, but every step of the way, God's been presenting some things and showing me some things. And I've been observing some things, not knowing when God was going to put it into use and not knowing when God was going to even, or if He was ever going to use it. But I don't ever want to miss an opportunity because I didn't prepare myself to be used for God. And I don't think you do either. And so tonight, I beg of you once again to give your heart to the Lord. Be given as an individual, as a family, as a body of believers. Let's let God have His will and His way. Lord, we do thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you for these young people. Lord, as we spend some concentrated time in prayer tonight, I pray that you would just be with them. Lord, I love this church. I love this church family. I'm thrilled to see, Lord, what you're doing in our midst and how you're working. And Lord, I'm praying that you would continue. Lord, as a fire has been ignited, I pray that we wouldn't fan it out. Lord, we find ourselves fueling it. Getting along with you.
The Lord bring tears back to our eyes for souls. The Lord put a burden on our heart to be used. The Lord, help us to come to the place, Lord, where we beg, Lord, that you would do something in our midst. Lord, I pray that we'd all develop a personal relationship with you. Lord, I pray for those who have a personal relationship on a daily basis. Lord, they're getting in their word, they're praying. Lord, that you take it to new heights. I pray that you'd help us to get to the mountaintop. And Lord, as we find ourselves there, may we not look and say, look what we did. May we find ourselves saying, look what God is doing. So Lord, I pray that you start the work. Lord, that we would allow you to continue the work. Lord, that the work would never be finished. We find ourselves saying, what a Savior. Tonight, Lord, we ask that you would work through us, in us, prepare us for what you have for us. I pray that we'd yield ourselves to you and be given. Lord, may we give our hearts to you and we'll thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.